Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to watch stuff. It's Frank. How are you today? Uh, I've torn myself away from the books, Tim. This time... We can just talk about the stuff we're watching, I guess. Since you are such a, you know, you're you're such a rube, and you just want to watch stuff because you don't like to read. God, yeah, I hate reading. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why. I, yeah. That's why I have a, a podcast called Watch Up. Yep, mm-hmm. Watch Up. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's... which is which is pretty, a little too close to Watch Up, if you ask me. I should probably change the title. Yeah, but you know, it got it was very timely for those few uh, months when everyone was really obsessed with washing their hands, and you know, all the memes about. How to know you're washing your hands for enough seconds and everything. You were very popular during that time. I was. Um, I, I mean, I think you disappointed a lot of people when they were like, where are my hand washing tips? But, you know, other than that, I think you did, you did quite well with that. <laughs> Thank you. Where are my hand washing tips? 20 seconds, if soap. Like, that's it. So make sure you get yeah. all the parts of your that's, hand. That's basically it. It's not that hard, everyone. Anyway, Frank. What are you drinking right now? Well, I am drinking a tried and true, a favorite one that I come back to time after time. Tim, you're no stranger to it. It is the beloved Switchback Ale. Yes, the Switchback. It's real. I got a 12-pack. Oh, yeah, so you're going to be drinking them for a while. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be, well, I have I have a 12-pack of this that I'm keeping sort of on reserve, and then I've got a couple more interesting beers in the fridge as well that are sort of this is my this is my oh. go-to when I'm like ah oh, I just want to drink a beer and feel you know nothing too heavy just just want to just want to have a drink with whatever I'm watching or reading or whatever. Um, so this is sort of a a fallback that I keep around, but I've got some more. Or I have, I have a whole strategy where there's like the there's like the base line beer that I drink just when I need something when I don't want to make a decision I just want to grab the first beer I see and then I've sure. got like ooh here's a couple more interesting ones I'm keeping around for when I want when it's like a special occasion or it's a Friday and I want to celebrate I, I'm, I'm weird like that but no I don't think that's weird in at a all. few weeks I'm moving to a bigger house and in that house is a basement and in that basement I was gonna say are, are many rooms many yes my father's house has many mansions and in the in the basement there is a fridge, and in that fridge will be lots and lots of beer. That is a yes. conversation I've had with my wife already. Is I'm going to keep some extra beers down in the in the basement fridge. That's going to be like, you know, not entirely mine, but, but special occasion. A big beers. chunk of it's going to be yeah, yeah. Where I where if I if I'm out and about and I find a beer that I want to buy, but I'm like, oh, I don't know when I'll get to drink this. Like I'll just throw it in the downstairs fridge, and it'll be there. That's good. So I like that. I'm I actually. I just, the, without too many life details um, that are unimportant to the show, I'm I'm um, getting a new office 
in my house doing some reshuffling construction blah 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 and i might end up having a small fridge in there just for beer nice um, yeah because i'm the only one in the house that drinks it so it kind of just takes up room in the fridge sure and so um so we're like oh maybe maybe i'll put the tiny one that we have like one of those college size dorm room ones that have been around that we've had for all this time that you're like well we're not in college anymore what do we do with it sure um and so it might um so I might have a beer fridge in my office. I so love it'll be that. it'll be very easy to get more beer. Love that. Um in a quick in a quick manner when we're recording. So Nice. That's a great setup for you. That, that's really yeah, cool. It's yeah. gonna be cool. It's yeah. gonna be fun, Frank. Yeah. But I don't nice. have a downstairs I don't have a finished basement for a downstairs bar, so Well well, in in uh in absence of a finished basement, what, what beer are you are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking no beer, Frank. I am no beer. Oh, um, I am drinking a Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Whiskey. Good for you. I know. I know. It is smooth, as my father-in-law likes to say. <laughs> uh, um, and so it's my favorite of the of the whiskeys, I think. Like, if, you know, you have to go outside of, like, this is what regular whiskey tastes like. Sure. Um, I think the, yeah, the... The honey is probably my favorite. I love Jack Honey. Yeah, we, yeah. We used to uh, not so much these days, but but we used to always keep a bottle of Jack Honey around, just like on our liquor shelf, because it's it's the one um, it's the one kind of whiskey my my wife likes to drink straight. She likes whiskey. She'll she'll drink it a little bit, but she'd rather it in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jack Honey is the one that she likes. She'll drink it on the rocks or or straight. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that I like that way too. I mean, I'll drink I'll, I'll drink the regular one straight or on the rocks too. But I like your wife. I prefer in a cocktail yep. of some kind or or some kind of mixture. And um, but yeah, there's something about there's something about the honey. Yeah, and it's I get just that. a. It's also a spring and summer whiskey. It's not yes. really something I want in the fall or the winter. That's when I want the straight stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm drinking. Nice. I like that. Yeah, good for you. That's great. That's great. Enjoy. Enjoy that. Um we've been we've been catching up you and I on things that we've been watching, things we've been reading. Last time we talked mostly about things that we've been reading. Um but but we have a few things we've been watching too that we thought would be good to catch on because it's it's 2021. It's and we're we're more than a quarter into the year and it's been a few months since we last talked about this stuff. Right. Yeah. I thought they were going to say more to that. I was like, and you were like, yeah, yeah, that's, I agree, Frank. That's it. Yeah. It is time that we talk more about stuff. Do, do you is. want to talk first or do you want me to talk first? Do you want to talk first? Who talks first? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll kick us. I'll kick us off. Um, I just recently watched a four part series um, on it's called This is a Robbery. Oh, the Isabel Gardner, the uh, Isabella the, Stewart Gardner. Yeah, my, everybody, uh, yeah. I, my dad told me to watch it. Some rando on the street who I think probably stole the paintings told me to watch <laughs> it. He's like, hey, 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 I'm famous. What you got Netflix? It's, yeah, so, it's good. It's. And good. I said, sir, put on your mask. Um, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Um, Not even because so, yeah, of COVID, so, because you're a robber. Come on, man. Because like, you're a robber, you, right? Put on your ski hide mask. Your face. He's like it's it's hot out. <laughs> Like, so, well, yeah, yes. there's no good ski masks for 70 degree weather. All um, right. Whatever you say, so, Bob. Whatever you say, Bob the Goon. Um, Bob the Goon. So, Frank, um, <laughs> Bob the tell, Goon. Me about the, tell me about the It's a Robbery. So it's a four part um, series and it is, I, I mean, I think it has special resonance for folks who live in the Boston area, which Tim, you and I both technically live in the Boston area, the greater Boston area. 
mm-hmm. um, New England and, and all that. So I think that, it, yes, it has special significance for people in, in our Although area. You, you and I are both absolutely stretching what it means to live in the Boston area no, this at is this true. point. This is absolutely true. Yeah. However, what's the biggest city you know, nearest either of us is, is Boston. Like, it's sure, Boston. Yeah. We've, we've got other... I've got my cities. own capital I've where I my, am. I've got my own capital where I, I have am. My well-known places where I am. Correct. Not to say you don't have well-known places where we are, but Boston's the big, the biggest city. It near, sure is. Near neither one. And of we us. also both li- m- lived much closer at one point in our lives, we so we can claim did. that. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, but anyway, I found this series really enlightening, and I learned a lot about this, this robbery, this incident. I, I didn't know much about it i i vaguely knew some paintings were taken from the isabella stewart gartner museum i've never actually visited the isabella stewart gartner museum and i lived in boston for a solid five like in boston proper my zip mm-hmm. code was in boston for a good five years um and i just never got around to visiting that museum i went to the mfa and some others but never everyone always gartner. goes to the mfa first but the Isabella Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum is a beautiful, a beautiful museum and rife with crime history. Apparently, crime history, if you will. Crime, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I I was not uh, I was not up to date on all the details. I ignorant uh, ignoramus that I am. I thought that that the paintings had been returned. I thought that the, no, the crime had no. been solved. Um, didn't realize that it had been more than thirty years. Didn't realize all of all the the whole of it, uh, just how much the mob is probably involved. Irish mafia, Italian mafia, who knows? Both, neither. Uh, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. The four part four part miniseries, uh, about an hour per episode, worth a shot. Honestly, it doesn't matter if you even know what this museum is. A bunch of Rembrandts and Manets. And uh, and and other famous paintings uh, that I can't remember off the top of my head, but a bunch That's of okay. famous no spoilers. paintings by famous artists were taken. Culturally significant stuff that was taken from this from this museum in downtown Boston, and more than thirty years later hasn't been found yet. They did a really good job of laying out the could it have been this person, could it have been that person, who who did it, who didn't do it, what's likely. They had a whole timeline of when things happened and who whacked who. And uh, all all sorts of stuff. Uh, newspaper people who claim they've seen the paintings since they were stolen. Um, there's some very interesting stuff. So biggest art history, um, biggest art uh, theft in the world in yeah. world history, right? Thirteen yeah. or fourteen pieces were taken during that during that robbery. Um, paintings, but also like uh, 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 the little you know the little eagle that sits on top of a flagpole. Um, one sure. of, one of those from Napoleonic France. And uh, a an ancient Qing Dynasty vase from China, uh, and other other things like that that were taken, as well as twelve or thirteen paintings. Mm. Most famously, the, the 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 you know the crown jewel piece that's missing from this collection is Rembrandt's painting of uh, Christ on the uh, uh, Christ in the storm on the Sea of Galilee. That's yes, yeah, that's very... the famous one that was taken, but uh, lots of other paintings taken by tons of you know a Vermeer. A, Rembr- a couple of Rembrandts, a Manet, um, a Degas, a few, mm-hmm. a few, you know, masters uh, whose stuff was taken and hasn't been seen since 1990. Crazy. So, um, and on St. Patrick's Day, the most Bostonian holiday of well, all. Well, that's when you, that's when you do it. That's because when you swoop busy. Because yep. everyone's drunk. 
Everyone's busy and drunk. Yep. So that's uh, that's my recommendation. That was. A do good you want to hear? Do you want to hear something that is that you will find funny that probably nobody else, most everybody else who does not listen to this po- listens podcast will care about? Hit me. Uh, my parents watched it and knew somebody in it. Yeah, that, that tracks. That's, yeah, that tracks. That's not right? even surprising. That's just sort of yeah, like yeah, no, sure. I know. Yep. Yeah. I He's... mean, I I haven't watched it, and they told me who it was, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. How is Steve? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Is I, it old footage or new footage? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, but anyway, I, yeah. I loved the uh, like. There's like all these like old Boston guys, like old Boston like cops and Boston reporters and stuff who are like, yeah, it was Bobby Donati. I think it was Bobby Donati, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, you know, it was him and Whitey Bulger, and they were uh, two of them. They were best friends, and they uh, they had the whole thing going. I just love hearing like these guys just go off on like their their prejudices against like this guy they knew thirty years ago. Like, ah, it was totally Bobby. I know it was Bobby. <laughs> hey, we gonna get some dunks later? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll be right there. Let me just let me just talk to this guy. Yeah. So if you anyway, have Bobby any family, Benatti. if you guys yeah. have any family listeners, do you have any family in like the Boston area or just in New England? Or you like a Boston accent? Like, oh my gosh, it's worth it just for that, just to listen to these guys talk unironically so like i'm from new york it's still a shock to me when i hear somebody who has that much of a dripping like boston accent like frank i'm much. from massachusetts and it's funny to <laughs> i know me. <laughs> like i'm from the state that's what i'm saying like it's just it's, like, such, uh, so it's, it's fun it's to hilarious to me oh it's so good anyway. i love it yours was great that was great what bobby else Donati. bobby Donati. what are you watching Anywho, I watched or reading, um, or whatever. I watched Godzilla. About. We're doing watching right now, Frank. You're losing it. Um, it's settle down, Frank. It's three forty-five p.m. Um, it's it's not, so. Uh, we are um talking about me next, and I watched Godzilla versus Kong oh, on yes. the HBO Max. Did you watch it? I haven't yet. You know, my wife and I were actually going to go see it in a theater because we're both vaccinated. And and that hasn't happened yet, and I've been trying to put it back on the agenda, but I might just have to watch it at home and just cave. But yeah. um, I I tell me about it. It's fine. Okay. Like, yeah, that's pretty it's much fine. What I thought. Yeah. Did you see the other ones? Did you see like Skull Island or Godzilla and I King saw of the Monsters? Kong Skull Island, but I did not see uh, the last okay. Godzilla movie. Okay. So did you like Kong Skull Island? It was fine. Okay, then this one is a little less good version of oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like, all right, it's like that, but a little better. But it's like, eh, it's worse than um, that. Oh, no. No, I thought, I, I thought Skull Island is the best out of the four, the Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Godzilla versus Kong. But I'm... I'm pro Kong, so like you are. I have a I have a central bias. I like King Kong more than I like Godzilla. I, so, I think I do too, and 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 the movie does too. Oh, interesting. Okay, interesting. Because yeah, I was, it, I was figuring they would have to keep that somewhat. Yeah, I don't want to. Sp- or I don't, don't want to spoil too. I don't want to spoil too too much. Okay. But basic. But basically, it's like they're protecting Kong. Humans are protecting Kong because they're like they're both alphas, and so right now. Godzilla is king of the monsters. And so if he comes for Kong, then like then it's going to be kind of devastating and maybe Kong won't be King Kong. So right? Kong is like the underdog here or the vulnerable one. Because... Kong's kind of the underdog here. Huh. Yeah. Which I mean, 
he's a big gorilla and Godzilla is a giant dragon. So, I mean, that breathe that literally breathes like fire of some kind. Sure, so, sure. like, you know, the the toxic blast whatever. So, um so in a weird in a way he's a bit of a he's a bit of an underdog. Um I thought that the story like they did a good enough job like being like these are people. They will move you from place to place. Until you get to the next monster fight, into uh-huh. the next one, into the next one. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that they were as interesting as the characters in Skull Island, which is where I think that that movie kind of tips out a little. Okay. That's where it kind of wins out a little bit, where like those characters were just a little bit more interesting. So when you're not watching big monster fights, at least you have something else to, you know, you have Tom Hiddleston and uh, Brie Larson and... Um, Gosh, who else was in that movie? Um, oh, Fred Flintstone, um, Rick Big Moranis. Lebowski. No, um, <laughs> God help me, John Goodman. Um, John Goodman, Samuel Jackson. Like that movie, like it's so like right. yeah. So like this movie proudly carries the tradition of having a stacked cast and not doing a lot with them, uh, and so. Um, but, but yeah, like when the people were, they were like, okay, you were talk, talk, talking. And I was like, okay, monster fight. Good. And, and normally I would be like, I'm the like opposite. I'm like, give me the good story. And, and, and it just, um, it just kind of was there, but not really. If I was a kid, I would have maybe would have thought the story was amazing because it's, it's a little like journey to the center of the earth kind of that kind of huh. you know that kind of vibe like old school harry Housen, jules yes. Verne vibes okay okay interesting now this raises a very important question you watched this movie at home correct yeah okay i am considering seeing this movie in a theater it would be my first movie in a theater since cats <laughs> yeah that's that's the correct that's the correct reaction so this would be my first movie in the theater since cats um, so basically there's nowhere to go but up. But anyway, um, I, if I go see this movie in the theaters, it would ironically yeah. be my first movie in the theater since King Kong. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that that's was my great. last movie in the theater, 1933. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's Not actually in 1933. I, I saw a I, re-release for those of you ready to make a joke. Um, I'm pretty sure we did an episode about, no, no, we didn't do an episode about this, I don't think. But anyway, uh, we did an episode about your, your master's thesis, uh, about, uh, King Kong, uh, yeah, 2005's King Kong, King Kong. Right. yeah. But um, if I go see this in a theater, is it worth it for the fight scenes? Like, because that's what I'd be going for, right? Like, the oh, only it's, I'm gonna go... it's yeah, it's really pretty. If I'm going to sit like... in a theater with a big screen and the sound system and everything, it's going to be to see Kong and Godzilla beat each other up on a big screen for the first time in a year and a half since the last time I saw a movie. So here's the thing: two ways to look at this. One, yeah. I mean, it's, visually, it's very, pre- it's a very pretty movie. The fight scenes are cool. There's some cool. There's some fun surprises if you're a Godzilla fan that are in there that haven't really, oh, I haven't really seen so making she is the rounds. In so yes, Shizilla is certain. Godzilla is certainly sure. in this movie. No, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know who I mean. So yeah. Um, so so there's that. Um, but also, I don't think. Any movie that you see will live up to the hype in your head of seeing a movie on the big screen to like aesthetically please you after a year and a half. I'm like, thank God I'm back. Just show me the goods. I think everything will just fall a little bit short. Yeah, you're right, Tim. I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, it was good, but it was no cats. 
Yeah, you're right about that, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're comparing it to Cats, yeah, it's definitely better. Like, I mean, there's, yeah, every, like no question. There's kind of no, nothing's going to be worse than Cats. The, but... the story in Cats is probably just about as coherent as the story in Godzilla versus Kong. That's what I would expect from any Godzilla movie. Honestly, you know, like you don't watch Godzilla movies for the story. No, you don't. You know, like and nobody ever watches a Godzilla movie for the story, and so that's the mistake. Like, and that's you what make, Pacific right? Rim. That's what Del Toro's Pacific Rim tried to do. It was like, yeah, let's make a movie about the people, and also there's mecha and monsters and stuff. And it was like, boo, people, get to the smashy, <laughs> like get get on with it. I actually loved the first Pacific Rim, though. <laughs> no, like, it's really, really it's, no, it's really good, but it like. It is like very interested in its people and and the the fighting is not secondary, but it's close to it. And um, this one is more about let's get to the next fight, to the next fight, to the next fight. And so if you're it gets a solid three stars for me, like it's like watch it if you want. Don't ever watch it if you don't want. Maybe it would be better on the big screen, but I saw all the other ones on the big screen and I they're all visually spectacular one way or the other, but it depends what your home setup is like, too. That also matters. Are you watching it on your iPad or are you watching it on a 60-inch screen and surround right, sound? Right, right, Sure. Yes, that makes a huge difference, of course. Of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but anyway, that's the, that's the latest new release movie that I've I've watched. Nice. I would say. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited. And I'm, I'm still crossing my fingers that I can convince my wife that it's a date night thing to do like oh we're gonna get to go to a movie and it happens to be a movie that i want to see but like you're gonna like it yeah but the, i mean the, the the pro side to that is that there is she will not like it one um just so you know, know. knowing enough know. about her she will not I no know. no i i tried to put it on in my house and i was met with the most visceral reaction of hatred that i've ever seen come out of my wife <laughs> it was yeah. all to do with king kong and godzilla so um so, um, yeah, so, you know, just prepare yourself. Um, but the pro side is that there's not really a lot, obviously, playing in theaters right now. So yeah. it's, like, it's like you have slim picks if that's what you're trying to do. That's that's the only reason she was down for it, which was like, yeah, I'm down, you know, whatever. I could do a movie night, even if it's a movie I don't care about. And I was like, cool. Then yeah. we're doing it. Let's do that. <laughs> so we're going to try. I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I can if I can still talk my way into it. Um, I... My next pick is is a twofer. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna squeeze two into one because they're in the same in the same category. Um, but are you familiar with uh, a gentleman uh, by the name of Stanley Tucci? <gasps> you talking about Stanley Tucci's tour of Rome? Yeah, I am. Or tour of Italy, I should say, not yes, just Rome. It's called Stanley Tucci's Searching for Italy. It is on CNN, um, and it looks like from what a quick Google search is showing me that it seems that they are moving the episodes to Hulu. So I guess you can. Find I was going to say, how do you? I was going to say, how do you watch it? Because you don't have cable, as I've uh, as I remember. At the moment, I do. Oh, um, okay. Then that's okay. The, yes, that is. So yes, I am watching it through cable, the cable right now. But um, but it looks like they are moving the episodes to Hulu. So that seems to be where you will be able to watch it moving forward. But um, it is a delight. He goes to six different cities. Stanley Tucci, the actor, mm-hmm. um, goes. I'm to, familiar with his work. Yeah, yes, yeah. For, for for those who are not, you know, Devil Wears Prada, uh, um, 
the Hunger the Games, Hunger Games, conspiracy, a conspiracy. You think it's is the name of the movie where he plays a Nazi? I think so. I conspiracy, don't know that one. No uh, Lovely Hunger Bones, Games, Lovely Bones, Easy A. Um, sure, you know. The uh, guy. Oh, um, Captain America: The First Avenger. Yes, um, yeah. yes, very much so. Yes, so uh, that guy, bald guy. Uh, he has delightful Italian, human, delightful human. He has Italian heritage on both sides and wanted to go look. And and and, and he he loves to cook. He loves to eat. If you've followed, uh, I don't know if, if it's him who's posting it or his wife, but he's been posting these great things on social media over the past year during the pandemic. He posted a video of how to make oh, how to make a cocktail, a cocktail, uh, how to make yeah. a martini, a martini. I think. That was it. Yeah, and it went like ultra viral just because of how delightful a human he is where he just like didn't even know he was really I mean like barely knew he was being recorded and was just like this is how you make a martini and it was just delightful um so so he is sort of picking up the mantle of Anthony Bourdain in a way um because the, the the tone of the show is very if you love Bourdain I know there's a lot of very like adamant Bourdain fans out there this is the closest thing I've seen to that energy this series is all six episodes all focused on Italy and he goes to Rome and Florence and Milan and goes to Sicily and and tries the local foods of each of those places and gets to know local people there and they take him through their city and take him show him around their city through their food um so that's why I say it's it's so it is very Bourdain in that way some sightseeing and that kind of thing but it's not so much a travel show as it is a food travel show. Like, it's food tourism, hard emphasis on the food, and it is so good. It'll Don't watch it hungry, because you will be hungry. Um, I would say watch it while you're eating dinner, and you'll wish that your dinner was as good as whatever he's that's eating. Like the, that's like that um, the Taco Chronicles on Netflix. I can only sure. watch them on taco. My wife and I only watch it on taco night. There you go. Like, at home, because, like, you can't. Like, it makes me want tacos as I'm literally shoving a taco into my mouth. There that's you go. the only way to do it. There you go. Like chef's table, like like that kind of energy. Like you don't want to watch this hungry because you will get hungry. But it is so cool, and he is such a like man of the people, like down the you know man on the street. He's walking around, going to these different restaurants. He is you know very much an American, but he speaks a little bit of Italian, so he can have a little bit of a conversation with these folks in Italian, a little bit in English, depending on uh, their comfort level. So I would highly recommend that. That is just a delightful watch. We watched a, a couple of those a week for a few weeks and, and just sort of worked our way through it. So that was, that was great. Um, the other thing on, in a similar vein that I'm going to sort of go for two picks in one here is, um, do you know Rick Steves? Yep. He's to me, he's the guy that does the travel show on PBS to a lot mm-hmm. of people. He's the guy who writes the travel books or, or, um, the travel books, the Rick Steves travel the books, guys. Yeah. I think are, are maybe the thing he's most famous for, but to me, he was, it was, it was always the, the TV show he did. And it turns out that Rick Steves is is a marketing genius <laughs> because Rick Steves has been, uh, you know, for, he's he had his travel guides, his books first, and the TV show was sort of a, as I look at it in retrospect, the TV show was a way of marketing the books. And everything he's done since then, as new media have popped up, he has a podcast that is also a way of marketing the books and the, and the tours that he does. He puts on tours and he has a network of tour guides who will give you sort of, day tours in you know all over Europe and other parts of the world for that matter he is doing every Monday night it's called Monday night travel and I'll put a link in the in the show notes because I think this is so cool Monday night travel um, and he it is a it is a virtual a zoom party with Rick Steves 
where he shows you clips of his favorite every Monday night clips from his favorite trips on Zoom live. And he, he will he he plays he plays the videos, but he like pauses and comments on them. And he's like, oh, yeah, that day we were shooting that we were in Rome and actually it was raining and it was so he's doing like a live commentary track on his own stuff he like sits... almost like he's like come everyone i have my slide projector out come look at trips like things from it's, my it's like, like that pictures from my... that's it's so like fun that. but it's so fun because he's like sitting there and he's just like he'll stop and, and give his commentary and then keep playing it and so he, he's picked up maybe five or six clips of five or six different cities right that, that he visited and there's usually a theme you know like oh you know a few weeks back it was easter so he did a whole bunch of like oh easter celebrations in all these different cities or um, you know, what, whatever, Mardi Gras celebrations in all these different cities, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. He picks a theme, uh, or, or sometimes it's just like my favorite cities in, you know, Austria or whatever. It, it, he'll pick a different theme every time. Offbeat Wonders was one he did recently. He'll just pick a theme and, and just put together a few clips of his travels in those places, and he'll talk about it. And he's eating and drinking the whole time. So he starts it by being like, oh, I got this food from the Greek restaurant down the street, and look at my plate. I've got this souvlaki, and I have this... Uh, Euro and I have this and then oh and this look great okay and I'm drinking this wine and he gradually gets a little bit more tipsy as he drinks the wine over the course of the hour and the whole thing is you know it's sort of an ad for his travel business and it's like we're in Corona and we can't travel but you can watch these clips with me um, and it'll sure. keep you in my mind and keep me in your mind for when you're ready sure, to travel that's again. fine but whatever but that's it's okay fun because it's just this guy who knows his way around Europe giving you tips and stuff and getting a little a little uh, um charmingly tipsy over the course mm-hmm. of an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. And you sign up, you know, th- I guess because Zoom Zoom limits how many people can be in one call at a time, that's the only limit on how many people can be part of it. So oh, you do so have, you to, have to you have to sign have up to... just to get a spot, but but it's pretty we've signed up same day and gotten the spot. So it's it's pretty easy to get in. There've been a couple of things where there were one or two where we weren't able to get in because we were too late to sign up, but mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It's fun. He does. He does an East Coast and a West Coast time every Monday. So he does two of these shows every Monday night, and uh, you can you can look in advance, and I'll put a link in the show notes and see the ones that he's going to do in the next couple of weeks, and see like, oh, is this one that's interesting to me? You know, okay, natural wonders versus the best markets in Europe or whatever. Like you can decide what topic is interesting to you, and you can watch the recordings after too. So even if you don't get to watch it live, but you're interested in. Uh, and and seeing like oh what were what were the food best food tours or best musical moments across Europe or whatever you can watch the recording after and it's all free whether you're watching live whether you watch the recording it's all free it's on his website um, it's a it's a ton of fun I think he's sort of a quirky fun guy um, it, in a dad kind of way where he's mm-hmm. just, you know and 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 again watching him get like gradually more and more tipsy over the course of an hour where he's like and that's why Europe does this so much better than America let me t- sit down for a second let me tell you why Europe handles this but you know they have a whole system worked out for blah blah blah, blah. he'll get very passionate about something and it's hilarious to me and very endearing to me so Rick Shoot. Steves Rick Steves Monday Night Travel and Stanley Tucci's Searching for Italy are two things that have been keeping me very very happy lately that's good. I did some research, and you can technically watch Stanley Tucci through Hulu now, but you need the live TV subscription Got to it. do it. Okay. And so if you don't have that, then there you there's no way to watch it. So okay. I'm currently Stanley Tucci-less, and I don't love that, but I will figure it out. Um, I will figure it out. Um, well, that's all good. All good things, Frank. All good things. Um, but I think we've reached the end of our time here uh, at Be With Geeks. So can you tell us where the people can find us? 
Yeah, the the man is going to make us uh, leave here in a second. Uh, but you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com, at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of our shows, you can support all of our shows, including this one, at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, which is uh, where you can support the network, help us keep the lights on, help us keep me- making these shows. You know, there's, there's server costs and things like that, and your support at Patreon helps us to pay the bills. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. And uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or TuneIn or Google or Amazon, all the podcast directories. Um, follow us in all those places. Subscribe to the podcast so you get every episode. Rate and review us. Email us. Follow us on social media. All the fun things to stay connected with us. That is what means so much to us. So thank you. Thank you all for doing that. Indeed. Well, Frank, you said it so nicely. And so I say to you, until next time, cheers. cheers.